0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Nerd Nest podcast. I'm Bill. Today on the show, I'm joined by everybody who's ever been on the Nerd Nest podcast. We all made it back for this one. I was really worried about this episode, and I'm going to tell you why I was really worried about this episode. Because uh, we've got a, we've got a lot to talk about for the ROG Ally. Both Russ and Carrie have hands on with the ROG Ally, uh, but in Discord all week long um carrie and kyle have been arguing about tears of the kingdom uh so i was worried that they were going to come to blows at some point not really but uh <laughs> so that's what we're getting we've got a lot to talk about today mostly tears of the kingdom rog and a little bit of other stuff as well but it, hey you guys are all here and awesome uh russ how's your week Ben? super good you know i uh i i had to take a break from all the
1: rog ally stuff i had just been so deep in it for about a week straight and i was like this is retro game core not modern game core like i need a break (laughs) and so i made a video this morning about the Miu mini and multiplayer and stuff like that so yeah doing good now
0: awesome what about you rich
2: uh, same, but on the other end, right? I've been consuming all the RLG Ally videos, so I've been enjoying watching them. So thanks for making them, <laughs> Russ, uh, uh Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So really good week so far.
0: And Kyle, you finally came out from your uh, self-imposed uh, Tears of the Kingdom cave. How you doing, man?
3: <laughs> uh, I'm doing pretty well. I've played a shameful amount of the game.
0: <laughs> a shameful amount if if i didn't know what the title of the show was going to the episode was going to be before we started i would have retitled it a shameful amount because i like that phrase carrie how's your week been
4: uh pretty good for me um i'm under the, like i'm swamped with a bunch of stuff and trying to catch up but uh yeah a lot of activity
0: awesome uh so each and every week we sit down, we talk about what we've been playing as well as gaming news. And this week, I think that we've all been pretty much playing the same thing. Uh, we finally got hands on time with tears of the kingdom. Um, I've been playing it on my, uh, my switch. My wife got me an OLED switch because she's ridiculously awesome. Uh, and, uh, Phoenix in chat wants to know if this is live or a premiere. It's live Phoenix. You're here with us. Um, but we've all been playing the game. Now, for those of you who are like, well, don't don't say anything. I've just had a little bit of time to, to play and I don't want to get spoiled on it. Don't worry about it. We're not going to spoil any story stuff. We're going to keep it very, very light. In fact, if you've seen Mr. Onuma's video, we probably won't talk about too much past that, um, I will say that last night I sat down and I played it after it was my daughter's birthday. And after everybody left, I sat down and I launched it. I played it for 10 minutes and I was like, oh, something happened that, was, that I didn't expect. And I was like blown away. I immediately went into Discord and I was like, guys, I got to Redacted. Uh, it was very, <laughs> very cool stuff. But that's what we're going to be talking about. And after that, ROG Ally Info. So, Kyle... Kyle's played more of this game than any of us. So I'm going to start with you. Um, of course, we're avoiding spoilers. So we don't want to give any story stuff. Uh, what do you like? What What's your baseline for this game right now when comparing it to, say, Breath of the Wild?
3: Uh, to me, it's Breath of the Wild, but three times the game.
0: Well, okay. And, that's, that's, and basically ahead. every way, yeah. So basically they went in they got amps they bought them from uh uh what's the movie? What's the movie Spinal with the Tap? amps? Wayne's Spinal Burnham? Tap. They bought them from the oh, from brother. Spinal Tap uh Rob Reiner and they turned them all up to 11. Um now when you've been pl- how many how many hours did you put into it this weekend do you think?
3: Uh this weekend probably well okay I'll, I'll say since it came out uh, probably like 75. (laughs) 75 (laughs) If I haven't been working, I've been playing it, so.
0: (laughs) Well, you had the advantage, I'm doing air quotes for um, audio listeners, you had the advantage of you got really sick, so you couldn't really work, so. (laughs) Were you actually yeah, exactly. sick, though, Kyle, or really? <laughs> Fortunately, I was. I was very feverish <laughs> for the first couple
3: hours of the game. <laughs> I don't remember much
0: of it. <laughs> oh man! All right. So Kyle has been singing its praises quite a bit, and I, I like your comparison of three times the game. And I do agree with that. And I'm I'm super early on. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm probably three hours into the game. Uh, like I got past tutorial land. And I will say that I got to i I got into the open world, and once I got into the open world, I immediately started like doing shrines and stuff. I didn't like go to the quest objective, and there's a thing that you need by going to the quest objective, and I didn't have it. and so I was doing shrines, and I was really struggling for some of them um and I so like I was talking to my son about it, and he's like, "Well, you gotta go get the thing." And I was like, "What do you mean? How do you get the thing? Where do you get the thing? I didn't get the thing. And so I went to get the thing, and then the whole game opens up. It's just it's so good. Uh, Now, we were talking about this, and Russ, you said that you're about where I am in the game so far, right? Correct, yeah. So I got through tutorial land, got into the open world, and then started having some feelings about it, which we'll talk about later okay all right uh go ahead I'm, rich i'm at this i'm at the
2: same point so i i just got the thing you're talking about as well i did a couple of shrines after that um certainly there that that kind of embodies a struggle right like do you go mainline or do you do side quests and and at what point so i was i was debating with that a bit i also I'll say I'll, I started over because I was playing with my kids and I wanted to show them they were asking about how to complete certain parts mm. so I I just figured I'd walk them through it and I started playing it over uh, and so I may be I may have like 10 hours into it but I'm still only about 3-4 to four hours actually of progress
0: Fair, and then uh, Carrie, you're probably the most progressed except for Kyle uh, yeah. how many hours do you think you have into the game so far?
4: I think I have like
0: 30 to 40 hours in uh tears of the kingdom and what do you like i i get that you never had you've <laughs> never come out and said i don't like this but every time <laughs> that you talk in discord i'm like i feel like he's unhappy with this game what do you think i all right so there's multiple things that we need to talk about
4: here um th- there are my own irrational uh feelings that i wanted something more out of tears of the kingdom in specific regards to fix some of the things that i didn't like on breath of the wild the dungeons were weak in breath of the wild and the dungeons are actually better in tears of the kingdom so i i will say that is um is better um i at least like them better um but at the same token, there's a lot of things that I recall one of my favorite feelings for Tears of the Kingdom and I said this in our own private chat, was it, it, for example, like um, <clears throat> A Link to the Past, there's a part where there's always some situation or even the 3DS spirit tracks which isn't all that great, but there were parts of spirit tracks where like you it says press the map up against uh, your map. And you know, you're thinking about it and you're like, well how do I <sighs> press it up against my map? And like I was like Physically, I remember being at it for like 10 minutes and then I like slowly pushed the lid closed and then I opened it up and I went boo-doo-doo, and I was just like so elated. I was like, yes, I'm a genius. And Tears of the <laughs> Kingdom is just like, you want to get over there? Just combine a bunch of logs. Uh, it, it'll take 20 minutes and it doesn't take any brain power whatsoever. It just takes dexterity. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, that's the only part that I'm not feeling and it's just like, and that's probably my own fault, right? Like, I am not over-engineering a solution, I am making sticks, giant, giant sticks, everywhere I go and it's just like, I don't want to make any more sticks and I don't want to it's just, there's some things that I feel like Ultra Hand itself is a really cool thing uh, but I didn't
0: want it in my Zelda game Yeah, I can see that, I feel like it is a little too powerful uh, because what I would have, like like you said, I was in a dungeon, not a dungeon, a shrine. I haven't done any dungeons. I was in a shrine, and I had to, like, move a ball from one room to a next, one room to a next, and um, all I ended up doing to get the ball to go across the water is I built a bridge, right? And what I, I wish that there was a limited amount of power that the Ultra Hand could do. So you can only combine, like seven things or something like that so that it couldn't it couldn't go beyond a certain point like an example that i would say would be in valheim when you're building a building in valheim if you guys haven't played valheim uh you can like construct buildings and stuff and the further that you get away from the ground the weaker that the building gets and so if you build it if you build too far the whole thing collapses. And so then you have to, you have to like build supporting structures and stuff like that. So I would have liked to see Nintendo restrict the use of ultra hand a little bit. And that would have solved multiple problems for them. One people wouldn't have been able to make giant fire shooting phalluses. um, Another (laughs) possible title for the episode. Um, uh, And also, I saw people talking about like they linked twenty two logs together or whatever, and the and the game was like, "Yeah, I'm not having this." Uh, it was just like the the frame rate couldn't handle all of the physics calculations that had to happen. so i I'm with you, Carrie, But I also think on the other on the other side of that coin that sometimes I'm solving puzzles in that way because I'm personally too lazy to figure out the way that the de- designers actually wanted me to do it. And that's, that. I don't know whose fault that is. Does that make sense?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think
2: another side to this, too, that Carrie's that bringing up here is, you know, who put this in my Zelda, right? And that's sort of a discussion topic that's happened a lot throughout the years, whether it's Resident Evil 4 kind of completely breaking the Resident Evil formula, or Tomb Raider and going to sort of the the Tomb Raider reboot and how that completely changes things from the original series. So, oh, and someone, someone mentioned Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, and that's something we may talk about later on, but that's another game where people were expecting Banjo-Kazooie. They were expecting a platformer and you get, you know, a sandbox. So certainly there's an expectation that's set by the series itself. Mm -hmm. And this breaks that expectation even more than Breath of the Wild does. So if you saw Breath of the Wild, and you saw you saw something you like, but you wanted it to kind of get reintegrated back into the Zelda timeline. Then I can see how this is disappointing. But if you wanted Breath of if you started with Breath of the Wild and you just wanted more of that three three x that, then I can see how you'd be very pleased with Tears of the Kingdom.
0: Yeah, and like we have this article from Nintendo Life where basically Mr. Onuma says expect more Zelda games going forward. This is from Nintendo Life. They said. Uh, with Ocarina of time, I think it's correct to say that I that it did kind of create a format for a number of titles in the franchise that came after it, after it. but in some ways, there was a little bit restricting for us. While we always aimed to give the player freedoms of certain kinds, there were certain things that format didn't really afford in giving people freedom. Of course, the series continued to evolve after Ocarina of time, but I think it's fair to say now we've arrived at Breath of the Wild. And a new type of more open play and freedom that that affords, yeah, I think it's correct to say that it's the new kind of format for the ser- series to proceed from. How do you guys feel about that, Russ? Do you feel like it's a mistake? I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah? So, so this is my feelings about it, is that... Uh, it is Breath of the Wild,
1: but with more work. That's what I, like I feel like when I'm logging in, I have to punch a time card because I've got a bunch of work that I have to do, making my logs and all of the kind of stuff. Like that's just not the way that I approach games. Now my son is loving it. Like he's been playing it on the Switch as well. He breezes through so fast. Like he's got like the muscle memory from Breath of the Wild, so he can switch his weapons and all that kind of stuff like super fast. I can't do any of that stuff. But the thing is, with me when I'm playing it, like. I want to see what the developer, like the world that the developers created. I don't want them to expect me to create that world for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To me, that's work. And so a good example is when Fallout 4 came out. I loved Fallout 3. I played all of it, all the DLCs, all that kind of stuff. Then I got for, Fallout 4 on day one and I got a couple hours into it and they're like, okay, here's the village that you now have to build. And I turned the game off and never went back to it. Because I'm like, I'm not going to pay to do work for you. You know what I mean? And that's what it feels like for Legend of Zelda. Like, it's just, I, I want to see the story and the characters and the worlds and the buildings that they've created, not the ones that I've created. And uh, I don't know. It's just too Minecraft to me, I guess. It's just, I, I want to go into a world and see somebody else's
0: vision, not create my own. Ma- uh, Russ? Or not Russ, Rich? Dang it. Dang
2: it! Night. Nope. <laughs> you're doing Rich. well we're, we're taking it so minecraft was something i wanted to bring up um yeah. SpawnWave did a poll on his youtube channel of whether or not you want more open world format or more traditional linear linear format the poll was 57 to 43 in favor of more open world format and so i hmm. think i think the divide is an age divide for the most part so going back to nuts and bolts what year did nuts and bolts release 2008 what released to the public in 2009 Minecraft. So <laughs> nuts. whether or not nuts, nuts and bolts was ahead of its time, I think yes, it, it kind of was ahead of its time. And Minecraft kind of set the scene for for being more having the, not, not just an open world format, but this sort of sandboxy work is a good way to put it, Russ. I, I feel like uh, that's something I've used a lot in terms of, I don't like this game, it's too much work. But uh, I think that that sort of has flipped a little bit for some people where they don't mind
0: Yeah, I, I, for me, I feel like um, I'm I'm very in the middle on this this game. I love this game. I think I'm having an absolute blast with it. I agree that overhand, not overhand. What's the stupid? Ultra, th- ultra hand. Ultra hand. Thank ultra you. Hand. Named after the, the first toy that was made by Nintendo. Um, the ultra hand ability is overpowered, and I wish it had like some kind of limitation. But I do really enjoy. Uh, building stuff and coming up with solutions. Uh, and I, I can't wait to get further into the game and find out more ways that I can do that. But at the same time, I do feel like it puts a lot of pressure on me, the player, to I end up with analysis paralysis, where, uh, for instance, this this game is so friggin' huge. Like I ended up going up way up in the sky and I was standing on a rock in the sky and I'm just looking around and I had like so many options I didn't know what to do and I ended up like, I'm just gonna put it away for now and play it some other time because I couldn't make a decision about where to go because they there's no hand-holding at all there's there, there's threads, but I have 58 threads and I don't know which one to follow. Um, anybody have anything to add before we start talking about what Russ uh, Russ damn it, what Rich put into the show notes?
3: Uh, I can talk a little bit about um, the Minecraft and Nuts and Bolts comparisons. Um, I loved both of those games when they came out, <laughs> so that's that's very interesting that you bring them up. Um, mm-hmm. And I will also say that I have the opposite impression of the fact that Tears of the Kingdom is work, um, simply because instead of doing instead of being forced cutscenes and stuff like let's say Skyward Sword or Twilight Princess. It's it's more environmental, so you digest the story at your own pace, rather than at Nintendo's pace, and that's that's how I feel about just the
0: environment in the game. Yeah, yeah, I think what they're saying is they they just don't want to build stuff, right? (laughs) Well, for me, it's it's like I appreciate that it's creative. Like
1: I love the idea of being able to make your own world and and live in it the way you want to, but. I, I don't know. I have so many other creative outlets. Like I, when I play video games, I don't want to be creative. I'm trying to relax and just like try, kind of turn my brain off a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like enjoy somebody else's work. It's like watching a movie, but with your hands. And so in that sense, like I, I, I don't want to do anything creative. Like I've already used up all my creative mojo for the day, you know? And so <laughs> that's where it kind of gives to me issues. You know, like I, it took me six, seven hours to get out of the tutorial area. And that's because I just was like so confused, didn't know where to go. And I was like, there's like five ways I can go and I don't know which one to go. Like with Bill, you know, like I was like, if I go this way, then the other four are gonna maybe be closed off and then I'm not gonna know how to get back here. And those things like really kind of messed me up. And so, yeah, I'm just not the right guy for it. I'm too old, I guess, too cranky.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I, I will say that, you know, you said multiple episodes ago when we were talking about Zelda that you prefer story. Games like you like to have story games, and this is a game where it's just like I am not going to give you a story. You got to go looking for it if you're gonna if you want it. And I you got to make like Rust, You got to make yeah. the story. Yeah, I've said that a hundred times. That Zelda's story is terrible. It's so paper thin because the actual story is what happens you've, to Link. I know you just triggered man. Kyle. Kyle's like coming after me. <laughs> I well, need the
2: I, Kyle, Kyle Zelda breakdown. When are you doing that video, Kyle?
3: Oh God, it, let me know if people want that. That's that's going to be like a three hour manifesto. I'm I, not doing yeah, that. Yeah, yet. I actually, yes. to, I'm, I'm actually, I would love to see that. that. I, not okay, until I, okay, I finish yeah. the game,
0: but I want I want to see that. Leave <laughs> so a sure, like below I, if we'll, you guys we'll want to see Kyle that, yeah. making uh, three hour Zelda lore uh, videos. There's only one thing
4: that I want to touch base on here, and I. I am not, I hate tutorials, so Tutorial Island for me was just the thing that I just wanted to rush off of. I don't want mm-hmm. to be told, uh, you know, press X, do this, I don't, I can figure these things out for myself, and I enjoy figuring out like, oh, what the hell, what does just? how did I just get on my shield, I, I can surf on my shield. I love those moments when they just happen spontaneously, rather than, you know, you got to, you know, hey, listen, and a thing that you have to read. <laughs> um, it's so much more rewarding and and better for me to not have a tutorial. So I still love Tears of the Kingdom. In fact. The thing that I don't like about Tears of the Kingdom is that they... Not only is it three times larger, like almost literally, uh, they also went even finer in greater detail. Like Koroks on Birth of the Wild were scattered around and they were reminiscent of older, older Legend of Zelda, like the first one when you would just have random stuff that is just oriented in such a way that it's very very suspicious so like three trees on a cliff or whatever and now tears of the kingdom literally has koroks just like waggling about like help me i need to go to my friend and the <laughs> friend is like you know just a hundred yards away and you have to either ultra hand them and spend two minutes walking them over there or have like a horse and a cart and I don't have a horse in a cart every time I'm running around. So I'm ultra handing over and I literally just stopped. I just said, you know what? I'm just dropping him off. I am not getting these guys anymore. I don't care. The guy (laughs) that's holding up uh, signs that I have to help him do not even bother. I just stopped. I just, whatever you got, I'm not interested. I'm just going to beeline to (laughs) whatever thing else. And uh, that's the only, that's one of my main problems of it. It's like, it's like, Hey, you see something? Have you considered Ultrahand? And it's just like, <laughs> yes, I have, and I choose not to use it. See you later. And that's basically my, my biggest thing about it, is that the, the rule of three from Nintendo, right? The rule of three is introduce, iterate, and then twist. And this is how Nintendo, Shigeru Miyamoto's rule of three, right? Like It's like you do a thing, and then you understand it. And then you're going to do it again to an, uh, uh, another level. And then they twist that idea, which is the, the, the thing that is so, like, for me, the important aspect of Nintendo games. So you look at Ultra Hand and you see the shrines and they're kind of doing that. But because it's so nebulous and fudgy with which with regard you get to steps one, two, and three, that it feels less rewarding to me. And that's the part that I feel like it's less of a Zelda game and more of its own thing at this point. Um, but that's basically my take.
0: And that's perfectly fair. Not everybody has, like, I saw, there's a streamer who I like, Bogotter, and he was like, I'm not streaming Tears of the Kingdom. Because when I was playing Breath of the Wild, I wasn't really digging it, and people got mad at me for not enjoying the game. And I was just like, really? I mean, like, what do you care if somebody else enjoys a game? Just let go, people. Uh, but anyway, um, let's move on to talk about the tech of it. Because, uh, Rich, you put this uh, interesting... Um, post in there uh you said uh, this is from uh josh Share. i don't know who this is uh they said hey nintendo quick question um oh no that's not what i wait what oh sh- you said I should think- we stop implying that tears of the kingdom is not a technological wonder what do you what did yeah, you mean when you posted that because i clicked so on so yeah other thing.
2: the josh share uh who is previously uh narrative designer at naughty dog and worked on uncharted 4 oh, okay uh, last of us Two. He asked, how the heck did you make this, for lack of a better word? Yeah. We're going to keep it clean. <laughs> he said, how the heck did you make this? And and kind of the discourse that came out of that tweet is that, yes, um, Zelda doesn't, or Tears of the Kingdom doesn't look great compared to other modern games, but developers look at this and think, "How how is it possible? How is it possible? You look at any other physics game or any other game that has a complicated physics engine and- you can get it to crash pretty easily, right? Like you, you start bundling things together, and it's going to crash, or it's going to do some really wonky things. And Tears of the Kingdom surprisingly stays for the most part relatively stable and doesn't doesn't do anything. I mean, you can go really out of the box. You can do some real really weird um, like sequence breaking, but it all feels like it's uh, part of the the system that that Nintendo built. It never feels like you're outside of that system. At least from what I've seen so far.
0: Have you guys seen any, any um, uh, technical issues when playing the game, Kyle? You, you have the most hours.
3: Um, not really. I mean, there are some slowdowns here and there, but that's expected. Um, I mean, it's it almost always stays above twenty FPS, which is a technical marvel in itself. A um, couple that with the fact that the entire world, like, there's no load screens. Like, no matter where you go, yeah. you're just running. And that, like the the batching and chunking that they use in the engine, it, especially in sixteen gigs of game, is insane.
0: <laughs> somebody was using uh, somebody in my in my community Discord was using the ascend ability, and um, I won't get into the the details, but the fact that there was no loading as they traversed m- from where they were to where they ended up. They were just like, "That's crazy. Like it's crazy that there's no loading in this game. And it's running on the switch, which was old hardware when it launched six years ago. Carrie, you're you're like the super hardware guy. is are you are you impressed by what they've done with this hardware?
4: Oh, immensely. Uh, I mean, no, everyone kind of gets really upset whenever people mention this. And I don't know why, because it's the truth. When, like, even what Kyle says, you know, it says uh, it stays above 20, and it does, and that is a marvel. That is impressive as all get out. Uh, when you take a look at how much power the entire Switch is using in a handheld state, it is ridiculous what it's actually accomplishing. Like, you're quite literally using around five to six watts. Completely, that's having the screen on, having a little fan turn on the the memory, everything. That's not just the TDP of the chip itself. So when you consider the whole package, is using around five watts, and even back to Arista, uh, you know, like it's it's impressive. It does better on um, why is the the, the newer Mariko. It's it's do it does better on Marico. Marico is downclocked, so it takes less power, which is why you can get like five hours of battery life as opposed to three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they both have the same size battery, but. It, when you look at it from the X1 itself and what they're able to accomplish on there, yeah, it's super impressive. I mean, there's a lot of things that are super impressive, well, even like The Witcher or uh, Doom Eternal. Yeah. You look at that and what's able to be accomplished on that, and that's mm-hmm. just like that takes less than an LED light bulb to run. And that's <laughs> impressive. Um, yeah, so – amazing. I, you have to frame your concept into how much power the the thing is using. And even when you do that, even when you take a look at the Steam Deck and other stuff, when you start framing the concept that you're actually using less power, because even the Steam Deck at 3-watt TDP is going to be around 7-watt total. So mm-hmm. the Steam Deck, even at its lowest usable TDP, is still going to be using more than what the Switch is using. And at those TDPs, you're not going to be able to emulate any, anything. I mean, you'd probably be able to do it natively if it could do it just fine. But overall, the whole bit is very impressive, uh, what's happening on that machine, despite what everyone else is saying when you compare it to more powerful machines.
0: Yeah, I saw um, a video. I haven't watched the video yet, but it was from Modern Vintage Gamer. And he he made a video where, I guess, he is using custom firmware on the Switch, and he's getting much better frame rates than on the default firmware on the Switch. So, So that shows just how, like, capable the Nintendo Switch is at this super low power level. And it's just, it's always impressive to me. And Nintendo is kind of digging their heels in and saying, yeah, we're not going to have a new Switch anytime soon. And it seems like, it seems like that we won't. Um, Before we get into ROG Ally, anybody have anything else that they want to talk about for Zelda? Knowing that we will talk about spoilers on a future episode once we've all actually had more time to play it because we all we all were not hardcore like kyle <laughs> anybody <laughs> else yeah uh, no, i will okay. mention
1: okay uh, go ahead russ uh, so i was just going to say uh because i saw it in the comments so people were asking about how it plays on the rog ally and so i've tried it both Yuzu early access as well as RyuJinx jinx and Uh, In the tutorial part, when I first tweeted about it, I was getting a solid 30 frames per second in either of them. Uh, But now when I'm in the actual like open world, it's pretty rough. And so thankfully, there's been some new mods coming out and stuff, FPS mods. And so there is a 20 FPS mod with a dynamic FPS kind of added onto it. That one is kind of what I've been using. So it's very similar to what it is on the switch. And that's even when pushing the TDB package as high as I can. Uh, it's just hard to emulate, and then the other part is that, and I don't know if it's just because it's a new chip and drivers and all that other kind of stuff, but it is glitching quite a bit. It's like got all these sparkly like textures to it, and so it's not great right now. But I think by the time you know it's getting into people's hands and stuff like that, we have drivers updates, then I think it's going to be great for playing this
0: game. And, and, and real quick, you said um, previously that. You really did not like the weapon degradation system. So does the emulation, whatever it is that you're using, uh, were you able are you able to put cheats on there so you don't have to worry about there. your stuff breaking?
1: I think there are cheats, but I haven't figured out how to put them in yet. Like, it's usually very easy on Yuzu. Like they have like a whole database of all the cheats, you just add them in there. But they're mm. not they're like on forums and stuff right now. Like that's where yeah. we're at. It's just very cutting edge. And so I haven't been using cheats. Instead, I've just been stressed out the whole time that my weapons are going to break. So that's great. <laughs>
0: that's them. Rich, you were going <laughs> to say something before, uh, before uh, Russ and I uh,
2: yeah, 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 so just a rapid fire through a quick few of the comments. That was one of them. Um, Emilio asked if menuing uh, to apply stuff to arrows is as tedious as it looks. I felt like that menuing isn't as tedious as it looked. I felt like that was pretty much fine. It was pretty easy to get to fusing uh, items onto weapons. I think cooking is still tedious. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, I I really want to get to a point where I can make four versions of a meal at a time. Kyle, you alluded to some quality of life stuff later on. I don't know if that relates to cooking, but maybe there's some more quality of life stuff to look forward to.
3: Yeah, there is a little bit.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, in the cooking you can you can have recipe cards essentially. Yeah.
1: That's okay. then that's no.
0: that's not later, that's right from the beginning as soon as you start cooking. If you just go into the menu and you're like I think you press a button, I don't know what it was, on a piece of food, it's like bring up the recipe card and it, it'll show you all of the recipes that that food is in and it'll show you what ingredients you have and don't have. And it'll tell you which ones you can and can't make. So that's definitely improvement. But what I would very much prefer to do, and I wish that they would, is go up to just a cooking pot and say, bring up the cooking menu and select the recipe and just show me the recipes I have stuff for instead of having to guess. Also make like 20 of them at one clip. Like Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hear that music. It's very well made. Yeah, great. Music. I don't want to freaking hear it anymore, <laughs> and I'm only four hours in. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Anything else? You said lightning round, so you got more, Rich.
2: Uh, well, people are waiting for Ally talk, so I'll make this one quick. It's the last one uh, Russ addressed. How does it play on the Ally? I played a little bit on the deck, and some people are asking about that. Um, I like it's it's impressive for day one performance, or at this point, day ten, day four. Excuse me. Um, so it's impressive for that, but I'm not I see people talking about like
0: <laughs> No, okay, Day 4. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I've only played it on the Deck for one day, two days. Um, people I've I've seen people saying they're getting 30 FPS on Steam Deck. I'm nowhere near that. Like I'm getting 20? You are? So, yeah. Kyle, I'm going to I'm going to share notes with you. <laughs> we can work it out cuz I I'd love to get to 30 FPS, so that's awesome.
0: Yeah. I beat the game on it. Sweet. There you have it. All right. So speaking of other devices, let's go ahead and move on to uh, obviously the other huge news this week. I We were, t- we were kind of joking before the show that I was sitting down and looking for gaming news. And as I uh, typed in gaming news, it was ROG Ally, Zelda, and not much else to talk about because everything got drowned out by those two huge things. So, Let's move on and talk about the ROG Ally. Uh, first off, the the price is now official, and so here's the question that I want to ask everybody. And uh, Russ, I'm going to start with you. Do you see any reason at all to buy the $600 version of this system? I do not. So I mentioned this in my comparison video, but. Uh, You know, when
1: we're talking about having a price difference and it's, you know, creature comforts things, you know, like, you know, having a better screen like the uh, etched glass or whatever, or having more storage. Sure, that's like you're paying a premium for that thing, you know, but when it's a performance difference, if I was to buy the $600 one, I would spend the rest of my time with that device wondering what it would be like if I had just bought that $700 one. And so I think that personally, it's always worth it to just kind of make that little upgrade, especially when it comes to a performance perspective. If it's storage, you can kind of work around that later on. And so, yeah, for me, uh, the Z1 Extreme is really the only player in the game when it comes to having this handheld be competing with the Steam Deck. Uh,
0: what, what do you think, Fox? Do you, do, do you see any reason to pick up the cheaper version of the uh, Asus ROG Ally? Um,
4: I, I am still curious about how uh, that specific Z1 um, operates and performs at lower TDPs, um, which could change the narrative a bit. So, if it if the Z1, for instance, was challenging Steam Deck at five watt, that would be oh. compelling. But I don't know. I, I have zero idea. Like I, the only thing that AMD showed us was thirty watt, and they demonstrated that bandwidth memory bandwidth and being starved from memory bandwidth is a thing. Um, so I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. Um, and we also need to, for me, I need to wait a little bit to see when newer drivers, like official drivers come in and we can take a closer look at stuff. But it's such a nebulous thing for me that I wouldn't be able to answer you right now because that question is unanswered for me.
0: So for me, those guys have their hands on the devices. I, I, the other three of us don't have hands on device yet. Um, for me, I look at that and I like one of the things I said in one of my videos was I cannot imagine buying the cheaper one to save a hundred dollars and not being saddled with more than one hundred dollars of regret. Like, I would be like, oh, I should have bought that better one because it's only a hundred dollars. And you know, saying only a hundred dollars. Is a ridiculous thing to say because a hundred dollars is a lot of money, it's one seventh the price of the device. But if you're already going to spend 600, then another hundred to get better performance, I that's a no brainer for me. It's and it's a complete different thing from the Steam Deck, which is kind of what you were saying, Russ, where you're paying extra to get more storage or to get a better screen. Everything about this is is the same except for the performance. And right. so you can't you can't you can upgrade storage. You can't really upgrade performance on something yeah. like this. So you, you're stuck with it. Um So what I would what yeah. I would like to see is a low-end one, you know, a 299 mod Yes.
1: Where it's got like a lower spec and you and it's like this is the light, this is the indie game one. You know what I mean? That we still don't have a good two ninety-nine x eighty six handheld. And that's that's what I really want to see. That's the most interesting thing to me is something that competes with those Android devices at the price point. And so, yeah, that's what I would rather have seen. Not too high end one, a high end and a higher end like it doesn't make sense.
0: (laughs) Now, Rich, you you ended up picking up one. Uh, Kyle, did you pick up one or no? No, no, not yet. Okay, so, uh, Rich, you ended up ordering one. If you had the option, because right now you can only get the more expensive one, but if you had the option to go with the cheaper one, would you have gotten the cheaper one?
2: No, but I think Carrie raises a good point. If if they target like 15 watts and below, 12 watts and below, and somehow it this Z1 is better than the Steam Deck at those low wattages, then I would absolutely consider one. But as it is, as as far as what we know right now, I don't see a reason to consider the Z1. I, I I don't I think like you said $100 is a lot of money. Uh, but also so is uh 5 excuse me $600, right? So that right. initial $600 is a lot of money to spend on something that, you know, if I spend $100 more, I'll be able to get that much more performance out of it. So that that's my logic so far, but I I do think it is we have yet to see those benchmarks, we have yet to see more information, so I'd like to see more for sure.
0: Kyle you're you didn't pick one up. Are you waiting for the cheaper one? or are you just like, uh ah, windows
3: uh I'm like, uh price because I'm not in the u s
0: oh that's right, oh my god, yes yeah, so uh it's it's what is it it's eight hundred euro it's nine hundred and eighteen dollars for me, okay, wow. so I just want to rewind for a second, and a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about this, I was like, I expect this thing to be a thousand dollars." And now that it's it's seven hundred dollars, the face that I just made when he said it was nine hundred dollars, which is a hundred dollars cheaper than I thought it was going to be, <laughs> it's so fast how you how your expectation changes right. nine hundred dollars now you've been anchored uh, uh explain that
2: so like in negotiation, right when you're negotiating something like you set a. You may set like a really high price, and you anchor the person's expectation so that when oh, okay, okay, you know what I mean. So yeah, your expectation now has been lowered, so you've changed your your perspective.
0: There, okay, that makes sense. Nine hundred dollars. So what what do you think is the the right price that would convince you, Kyle? I mean, ten percent more than the top tier Steam Deck
3: because it, that's the performance difference. Like, it's not worth. An extra four hundred and thirty dollars on the low tier Steam Deck after a storage upgrade.
0: Now, some people are saying uh, that that has uh, nine hundred dollars with VAT included. Is that is that accurate for That's you guys? Correct, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, in the U.S., we have to pay sales tax tax, which everybody pays sales tax all, all over the place. I'm sure, but our price people don't include sales tax where we live.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, that's correct. I did include sales tax, but it's twenty five percent, so it's not a it's not a part of the price I can just ignore. Right. Like it's it's much smaller in the U.S., so I mean, that's the all in cost, obviously. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. So let let's move on and talk about uh this this question from Mackie. Uh, hopefully, I didn't butcher your name, dude. Uh, they said, what can you do with it with the extra performance compared to the Steam Deck? It just ain't worth it. Uh, that's a PS5 and a Switch. Uh, so when you put it in in those kind of terms, that you could buy this, or you could buy a PS5 and a Nintendo Switch, is it is is it worth it? Now um, I got to go to our benchmark guy, right, Kerry. You you you've done extensive bench, benchmarks on this thing, uh, and <laughs> he he did a really great job on his video. By the way. Because if you are curious about the e- each little detail, he's got chapter markers throughout the whole thing. So make sure that you go to YouTube.com slash the Fox and uh, spelled P-H-A-W-X. Make sure that because I see people spell it wrong in, my, in our comments all the time, which means they can't find your, your channel. Uh, but go there and check out the video with all of the benchmark stuff. How, how, what do you think about the benchmarks now that you've got hands on with it, Carrie?
4: Um, uh, so in a handheld device, all right. So the benchmarks, if we're comparing it directly to the steam deck, running steam OS, you're going to come a- away from it. Even when you're 15 watt to 15 watt, depending on the game that you're playing, uh, forza horizon five will outpace steam deck, running steam OS for forza horizon five. Um, so that's, that'll be a big increase in performance. You're looking at like 40%, 30, 30 to 40% in that one game. And then in other games, like in cyberpunk, steam OS is going to pull ahead at 15 watt, uh, you know, you're going to, it's, it's going to be flipped. So you're going to be looking at that. You go, well, well, hang on. This is supposed to be less performance. Why am I getting better performance at 15 watt on, on Steam Deck? So it's very much game dependent on what you're doing. And if you're looking at through the lens that the device is running on a battery and you actually want to use it as a handheld uh, to get better performance, you're going to be pushing more Watts into it. You're going to be at that point, you're going to be getting significantly less battery life and they chose Uh, a battery size that I think is too little. Uh, Probably it's because of weight reasons that they they did it. Um, I really think that they should have at least considered 50 watt hour as a minimum. Um, So you really have to frame it in that context. And if people, sometimes, this is a big, heavy conversation, um, just to speak in general, because when people look at these things, especially back in the old days when we used to have older uh, hardware that was less performant, people would always just say, Oh, I'll just get a switch for 300 or I'll just get a laptop that has a GPU. I'm like, first off, a switch fine, but you're limited to switch games. But a laptop, you're not busting out a laptop with a controller and play for 20 minutes on a bus somewhere. You're not doing that. So I don't know why you're bringing up that conversation at all. But that's a whole other thing. And I digress a bit. The bottom line is that no, the performance where it's at right now, because it can be so varied that it's it's still not there and it is a bit disappointing. You have to look at it through the lens of what you're looking to play for. Uh, CPU will the CPU on the, the Ally will destroy the Steam Deck's CPU. Uh, also, with the AVX512 extensions, you'll be able to get the benefit of using that on RPCS3 emulation, which you will then heavily outperform the Steam Deck as well. Uh, so through specific lenses, yes, the performance upgrade looks significant. Through other lenses, no. Uh, so it becomes a little bit murky at best. And then if we really frame in how that looks against the battery at lower TDPs at the current moment, it doesn't look good, but the Steam Deck is a low TDP champ anyway. That's been yeah. forever, no matter which way you look at that. Even on seventy A forty U, I have 7840 U is not competing at Steam Deck at five watt, uh, and it's barely competing at ten watt. And sometimes it trades blows, but yep. even then, um, so yeah, we're, we're not we're not there yet, um, and probably the reason why we don't see a, a proper Steam Deck too.
1: So let me uh, add one little thing to to what Carrie's bringing, in. just kind of that real world thing because I don't know the numbers because I'm not good at that stuff. (laughs) So I've been playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I've been you know I can just kind of go back and forth. I love Steam Cloud, right? So I can play it on my PC and then go on the Steam Deck or whatever. And on Steam Deck, I run it at 720p low settings for everything, and I then lock it at 60 frames or 30 frames per second, and it's fine. Like it's just like a mini console experience, very smooth. Like I have no issues. If I've got an hour to kill. I can grab the ROG Ally, do 1080p high textures, low shadows, and 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 then I put it on 60 frames per second. But really, you get about 50. But with the VRR, it's like you don't notice, like it's fine. You know what I mean? And that's a really good hour, and that's an hour I can't get on the Steam Deck. And so that's one specific use case, right? And that's that's obviously we're just talking about one hour here. But that's how much time i have often to play games if i just need a break for a bit before going back to working on a video so in that case like man i've been playing the heck out of the rog ally way more than i was expecting because of that one specific use case so uh just one thing to kind of put in perspective is yes uh it's like numbers wise there's a lot that's still like work that needs to be done but at least me with my practical use, like I'm, I'm enjoying it way more than I was expecting. So that is kind of a neat aspect to
4: it. Yeah, no, to echo what Russ is saying as well, that's actually super huge. VRR has won me over a bunch and it's far easier for uh, from a casual point of view to just not really care about TDB and everything, just set it at 15 watt and let the screen handle the inconsistencies. Uh, So that is actually huge Uh, there. I still do consider the ROG ally. If you were to take a look at Steam Deck versus the ROG ally and your preference was to go to Windows, I would suggest the ROG ally because Windows on the ally is superior than Steam Deck is on on Windows, which is terrible. Uh, It's a very bad experience, especially setting it up, whereas Asus is answering a lot of questions about how to make the handheld experience on Windows better. Even with how buggy Armory Crate is right now, there still is a lot of, like, you can see the answers to a lot of the different questions. So from that point of view of, again, how you are framing the question and, like, what you want to do, I would say yes for if you wanted to use Windows for the ally.
0: So uh, real quick to, to tack on to what Russ was saying about battery, when the Steam Deck first came out, everybody was complaining about the battery. They were like, the battery is terrible. The fan's terrible. Like that's the complaint that everybody heard. Um, For me, the battery, I never really ran into it because I don't play games for that long. So I don't know that that would impact me specifically, but you know, there's a lot of other people out there who sit down and they play for games for hours. Like I was talking to a friend of mine and we we were just talking about games in general and he said, you know, he said something and I go, "Wait, how long did you spend in one sitting?" And he goes, "10 hours." And I was like, "I don't understand how Sheesh. anybody can do that. Like, I might have been able to do that back in like my 20s playing World of Warcraft, but like these days, no. I I I don't play games for that long. I usually play I sit down 45 minutes. Get up, go do something else. Maybe work on a video. Maybe do the dishes. Come back forty-five minutes, like that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah. that's one thing that it, you you always have to keep in mind: your use case, and not just depend on well, bigger number better, uh, and, and something that, like that's one thing to keep in mind. Now, I have a a question, uh, two questions that people put in chat. Um, first off, this one's for Kyle in the EU. What's the price of a 512 uh, Steam Deck? Because we're kind of comparing the price of the, the ROG Ally. Do you know how much it is off the top of your head?
3: Uh, yeah. After VAT, it comes out to about $730. Okay. Um, but if you get the 64-gig Steam Deck and an SSD upgrade, it comes in at about 500 So you can oh. get it for about half the price of an Ally.
0: All right. Uh, And then another question that somebody asked, they said, if you, this one's from Jermaine English, they said, if you already have a Steam Deck, why would you spend another $700 for the Ally? And my answer is because I'm a content creator, and this is an interesting (laughs) thing, and I want to be able to make videos about it, but I don't think that this is for people who have the Steam Deck. I think this is for people who didn't buy the Steam Deck, and they're like, oh, here's another handheld, just like... I've said this in many of my videos. When I bought the Steam Deck 1, when they bring out the Steam Deck 2, I don't necessarily need to pick that one up. Maybe I'll pick up the Steam Deck 3 or Steam Deck 4, depending on when they come out. Rich, what do you think about about this? Would you, If you weren't making videos for this nonsense, would you spend $700 on this?
2: Not if I already had a Steam Deck, no. And what I say, too, is that I think if someone were to ask me which one to get, I think I would ask them a bunch of questions and it would be pretty mm. easy to, to determine which one that I would suggest that they buy. Like if they are more of the tentpole gamer, meaning they buy the, on average, they, they look to the big games, the, I don't know, what's a good example here? Like not Redfall, but <laughs> you know, the big tentpole <laughs> games, the Forspokens, Dead Space, um, things like that, then I, I might point them to the ally. Uh, especially if they're in the U.S. and the price is reasonable compared to Sweden. Um, but if they were someone that kind of just played their existing backlog from Steam, that's probably someone that I would recommend the Steam Deck to. So there are a lot of questions I would ask for anyone. Um, actually, if you don't mind, I also had a question about Do the, it. the battery. Because, Carrie, you said you would rec- you would say that 50 watt hours is sort of the minimum. And that's something I've said before with the Neo 2, so with like a 6800U chip. But I don't think it's obvious, excuse me, to a lot of people why 50 watt hours is the minimum for something like 6800U, seventy eight uz Z1 Extreme, why you see it that way, versus the Steam Deck, which does have a 40 watt hour battery, and that seems reasonable. So what, what would you say to that?
4: Uh, well, so... This is actually a really, again, this is a really delicate situation. There's some people that are really hardcore. They don't consider the Steam Deck to be a handheld because it's just too large. So they have their own, like, this is not a handheld. A handheld is a PS Vita. And, uh, you know, (laughs) some people just want way smaller devices. So inside of those smaller devices, you have literal physical problems that you can't just cram a big battery in it. The problem with the Steam Deck is it's already it is objectively one of the largest handhelds that are there so to have such a small battery on there i'm not sure why going up to a 50 watt hour battery if it's maybe 50 60 70 more more grams in weight uh i don't think that is something that is going to make or break anyone from picking it up and going nope too heavy but some people might uh so i don't know the specifics to that like there might be a whole marketing data thing about people picking up things and not like oh nope Ten grams this is this is the line we can't go over there so i don't know that particular thing all i know is that the winmax 2 is one kilogram and i'm okay with that um (laughs) so but that has almost a 70 watt hour battery um and i here's here's my deal i am utilitarian i am function over form all the time it still needs to work good and as long as it does work as long as it works good it's the same idea as uh, photographers say, the best camera that you have with you is the best camera is the one that you have with you. Mm-hmm. And I, whenever I talk to people about candy bar handhelds and stuff, especially on Windows, I was like, well, it kind of sucks because, you know, the virtual keyboard sucks. And they're like, oh, I'm just going to bring a Bluetooth keyboard with me. And that's such a bizarre answer to me because I'm not <laughs> going to be carrying a Bluetooth keyboard. I don't care how many times it folds and how you origami a, a foldable keyboard. Um, that's inconvenient. And you're not going to do that. No one's going to do that. And same thing for, like, why I keep on asking for a gaming phone uh, and people are like, oh, just bring a, a controller with you and clip it on. And I'm like, I'm not going to be carrying around a 360 controller or an Xbox One controller along with my phone. <laughs> like, no one's doing that. I have never – I you know, tr- commuting into New York, I never see that. So for me, the thing is when people say, oh, I'll just get a battery pack. I'll just get this. I'll just get that. These are all accessories on top of things that unless you're bolting it to it like the deckmate does for a battery, I – I don't believe that's the case. I don't do it. I don't think a lot of other people do it. So it's just a weird mentality for me. So having a larger battery included in there sets you in a better place. But again, I don't know where in the marketing spectrum that whole like how heavy something should be before people just give up on it. Um, for me, it, yeah. it, it's, the sky's almost the limit.
0: I, I always felt like the Steam Deck was, I, I was afraid it was going to be heavy because I think it was like two and a half times the Nintendo Switch. But then when I got my hands on, I was like, "Oh, this is fine." But I cannot yeah. tell you how many times I have seen somebody say, in the comments of my videos, the Steam Deck is too heavy. So that's absolutely an individual thing. Um, the ROG Ally is ten percent lighter than the Steam Deck, and like you said, who knows if ten percent is en- like enough to really make a difference or not? Um, yeah, we that's did just have a, a super. To me what 's that
1: like it 's just a number to me.
0: they both is, are just yeah. like big handhelds,
1: you know what I mean? like yeah. I, I never thought to myself, man i 'm so glad this is ten percent lighter, like it does not help.
0: <laughs> those sixty grams, let me tell you yeah. <laughs> right. well, who knows I, I different people have different uh thresholds yeah, for totally. stuff, yeah,, yeah, uh, um, yeah, we did have a super chat that I want to uh, talk about real quick because uh, and it 's not something that I can answer even a little because i don 't have either of these devices. Uh, but there's a comment that came in before that super chat that I think is really important because the big, big, big differentiator between the ROG Ally and the Steam Deck is the ability to have an external GPU. Now, Russ, you went out and bought an external GPU, or you borrowed one from somebody. I can't remember. I borrowed. It's not current. It's not currently compatible, right?
1: The 3080 that I have is not working, and I don't know what's up with it. I've tried so many different things, third-party drivers, all this stuff. It's just not working, and and I don't know what's going on with it. I ordered the other one, the most updated one, and I should say the 3080 one is not in their marketing materials to work with it. They talk about the other ones. They don't talk about that one, Mm -hmm. and so maybe it isn't compatible. I'm not really sure. There was a Hong Kong YouTuber who released a video yesterday where they had it working. But it looked like it didn't like a very studio like technical up like setup, and so maybe a- uh, Asus was working with them and got it working. Either way, it's not working for me. I ordered the the 2022 model, so the uh, the Ryzen version, and so that one's coming today. And so I'm hoping by the end of this week I'll have a video. But as it stands right now, 3080 is not working. But hopefully, this new one will be.
0: Well, let's imagine for a second that it's working, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start with Rich. Um, the these docs. Are fifteen or not docs, but eGPUs are like fifteen hundred dollars all the way up to two thousand. Yeah, I will mention they dropped the price
1: of the twenty twenty two one, the one I bought. It's now seven ninety nine, so that's more palatable, but still, yeah, a
0: a little more palatable. So, Rich, what do you think about this? Would you you bought one? Um, Are you? And I'm actually talking to Rich. I didn't screw up the names this time, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Would you buy an eGPU at that price for this thing?
2: It, it's really pricey. I, I, I would if I wasn't a content creator. No, I would not. As of right now, I am tempted by it. I am not just for the content, but I am tempted to have it as like my TV setup, and I can dock it and everything like that. But I am just extremely worried about not being able to replace it. Right? It's not user replaceable. So now, when I when I want an upgrade, I got to spend another two thousand, fifteen hundred, yeah. two grand. What do I do right so that's that's my concern about it, um, especially with the um, proprietary port, I hope that I really hope that the ally gets a lot of long term support because it seems like there's still work to be done in armor crate. There's still work to be done with the not work to be done with the eGPU, but we want it to last long and there's still work to be done with the UI in general for um, navigating windows on a on a game handheld so. I think it only benefits everybody for the ally to be something that lasts a long time and they continue to build on that. Um, So yes, I I, I would not buy one, but I hope that they support it and that that therefore starts to bring prices down, things like that. I will say that I'm,
1: I'm thinking about keeping mine like, and that's, that's really what the test is going to be. And when it arrives today, I'm going to spend some time testing it and then I'm going to decide whether or not to keep it. Now I didn't pay $800 for mine, unfortunately, because I bought it last week and it's now finally shipping. So I paid 1100 for it. And so that's painful, but at the same time, I don't know, maybe it's going to replace my $1,100 full desktop PC.
4: And in that case, yeah, maybe, you know, um, Yeah, I can speak a little bit to this as well, uh, only because um, I have stuff that uses Oculink, and I've been like a huge fan of Oculink, which the XG Mobile port on the Asus uh, Ally is actually like a, a proprietary Oculink port as well. Um, <clears throat> but along those same lines, Oculink and the XG Mobile, they are next level over Thunderbolt to a huge degree. You don't have... Now, Thunderbolt is more convenient, but... XG uh, Mobile actually includes the Thunderbolt uh, in there, so you actually it's an easier cable to just kind of put in, even though it's a chunky guy. the um, The reality is though that I have actually gotten rid of my desktop, so my desktop is now in parts. Uh, I am right now streaming to you via my GPD WinMax Two, uh linked to my uh, forty ninety, uh, and so I've been. i I no longer have a desktop, so. I'm going to be using, I'm going to be migrating over to my 7840U WinMax 2, which already has Oculink built on the back of it. Uh, But I also, like, I mean, I had to buy my 4090 itself, but I have all the other gear. But it's so convenient uh, and awesome that I don't see a real reason to have a desktop anymore. Outside of, like, if you absolutely need super high frame rate in games, uh, like, as long as I can hit 120 and not 240, I'm good um so yeah it's it's very convenient to have my main desktop also be my portable machine
0: all right yeah my that- plan
1: is that i might give it to my son like my, my, my desktop pc be like you know what he gets a huge upgrade and i kind of get a slight upgrade but a lot more space on my desk
0: and you yeah. get cool dad points that's true. <laughs> cool dad Not points are way more, more valuable whatever. than anything else, honestly. <laughs> uh, real quick, during the show, we did have some super chats come in. We're gonna have to do these fast because I know that some of us have hard outs. Uh, they got, you know, we got family stuff to go take care of. So, uh, Zinky, that's a I, Lascar. That, that's a fun name. They said, "I have an a-, a A Neo 2. Is the Rog Ally worth it? I don't have either device, so I cannot answer. Russ, do you have either device? I'm pointing both. at Russ yeah. on my seat. So if
1: you don't like the ergonomics of the I- ION-02, which I kind of don't. Like, the thing looks beautiful on paper, but it's not really that great in the hands. Uh, so if you don't like the ergonomics of the ION-02, and you're willing to sell that to help with the cost of the ROG Ally, then yeah, I think that would probably be worth it.
0: Um, we don't. There's no really question here. Uh, ADV Turtle says, uh, they sent in a super chat. They said, um, weird use case. I bought an ally, and I have a Steam Deck. My wife wanted a Steam Deck, and I hate having two machines, two of the same machines, so I figured I would give the ally a try. And uh, that's kind of like getting cool husband points, which is almost as cool as cool dad points. So congratulations on that. And then Wild Bill sent in a chat uh, he said, "Steam Deck has such an ergonomic design. Tears of the Kingdom on Switch has my arms way more fatigued. I love the Cryo guy. By the way, cheers, mates. Cryo guy, that yeah, I think you need to change your name to Cryo guy. Um, <laughs> I'm with I'm with Wild Bill here. I hate playing the the Switch in handheld, and I'm gonna buy. I think I'm gonna get one of the the HORI Split Pad Pros. I had another one that um, I had, but it's." It's Drifty, so I'm going to have to buy a different one. Um, but yeah, the ergonomics, really, I, gosh, I, we didn't even have a chance to talk about this. Both Carrie and Russ have one hands-on. Carrie, I don't know if you talked about it. I know Russ talked about ergonomics of the um, the Ally in his video. Did you talk about that at all?
4: Uh, no, I have a general review that's coming later this week, uh, but I just have to go through there. So I kind of just punch through the performance side of things first. Absolutely. Uh, re- regarding the ergonomics of it, uh, I actually like it. I'm not a, I'm not really against it all that much. I love the analog sticks. Uh, overall, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I still think that the Steam Deck is better ergonomically, like having it in my hand. Um, I would probably say that I align with Russ a lot with regard to what he had in his review as well. Um, I would probably say that I would echo it almost 100%.
0: There you go. And so uh, before we get out of here, I want everybody to make sure that you guys check out all of these other guys' videos. So Rich, start us off. What video did you put out this week or what's your next video?
2: I did another news roundup on Monday and basically kind of the main story of that one is just, I feel like the steam deck is getting even more love than usual recently from developers. It feels like between Mm -hmm. Dead by daylight, the last of us, there are just a number of developers that have been updating their games. Someone shouted out street fighter six in in my comments and mentioned that the demo for street fighter six is, is running great. So that should be the, the full game should run great as well. So yeah, that's my latest video.
0: Kyle, what's your latest video or your next one?
3: Uh, My latest video is uh, how to mod Stardew Valley on the Steam Deck.
0: Oh, okay. Awesome. That's an oldie but I love Stardew Valley. That game is great. Uh, Russ, you always have a thousand videos. Like, I don't know how you put out so much, (laughs) but what's your next or your last? So I just did one about multiplayer on the Miu Mini Plus. So if you have that
1: one, it's kind of fun. I actually got four-player arcade working with Simpsons and X-Men. It's kind of cool. And then my next one is going to be the XG Mobile video, and hopefully you will get that out by Thursday.
0: Sweet. And and then Carrie, you said your next video is going to be your overall general review of the ROG LA? Uh
4: No, so there's a uh, so I did the performance review, and uh, there's a lot of anomalies on there, uh, and I agree. Uh, so I just wanted to kind of double down on that and just show in real time what is going on in those benchmarks, but also. Dive deeper into a specific 10 watt bench and take a look at the graphs on CPU clocks and GPU clocks against their voltage and see if we can see anything different between the ally and the 7840U that I have. See if we can't see anything of a reason why we're getting such a large discrepancy before I do the full review.
0: Awesome. Uh, so make sure that you check out all of their stuff. If you're watching this on YouTube, I will leave links down below so that you can see those videos. And if you're listening to this in your favorite podcasting app, uh, then you know make sure that you rate it five stars or whatever. I want to say thank you to everybody who sent in super chats and stuff during the show. It makes it easier for us to see the things that you guys are saying. With almost 500 people here, the chat goes by pretty quick. Wow. So you guys are absolutely fantastic i really do appreciate it now at the beginning of the sh- or bef- at the before we started sh- uh, talking i was like boy we've been kind of having an awkward f- I, like i we're not nailing the ending of the show and russ said screw it leave it awkward so that's what we're gonna do <laughs> we're all gonna l- look at the camera and have an awkward pause and i want you guys to look at the screens and have an awkward pause with us and then we will end the show so stay right, everybody
1: I <laughs> it's too awkward
0: <laughs> I think the too awkward part actually ended up
1: in the show well done <laughs>